following program contains mature situations and themes and is intended for an older youth audience. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Everything I've learned in life, I've learned from wrestling, a podcast where we share stories from inside and outside their squared circle. My name is Shane Fame Alexander. Hello everyone and welcome to All-American Wrestling and a Happy New Year to you all. This is Vince McMahon reporting and indeed later on this week we'll take you back to the Matchup involving Alpha and Sika, former World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions, squaring off against Tony Garea and Special Delivery Jones. Also this week on All-American Wrestling, we'll take you back to 1980 in Shea Stadium, New York City. A jam-packed crowd will witness the matchup, Tor Kamada squaring off against Pat Patterson. And then also on this All-American Wrestling event this week, we'll take you down to Louisiana to the Mid-South area and witness a tag team matchup, Jim Neidhart and his tag team partner, Hacksaw Butch Reed in tag team action. Also this week, we'll take you to many other great pro wrestling matches. So we have lots in store for you indeed, including a match from Florida involving Mike Grant. We'll be back as we continue with more All-American Wrestling. Welcome back. I am Shane Alexander. Now, you know what? Full transparency. This episode of on Vince McMahon was already in the can, but I recorded it when he stepped down from his daily duties, and it only focused on one story. But we all know what happened recently. Vince retired. So obviously, we needed to do a send-off for the big man with grand cheer and a few stories in his honor. I have so many Vince stories, and I might have to do a part two of this episode. To think that I've enjoyed wrestling for almost 40 years, and for all that time, Vince is the one that brought it to us. I wouldn't be here doing this podcast if it wasn't for him. If it weren't for him, professional wrestling, sports entertainment wouldn't be here. There are many that are thankful that he has passed a torch to his daughter and son-in-law, citing the unprofessional behavior that got him into doo-doo. I personally thought that Vince would die in his chair at his desk, booking a mania card. At 76, he was still working as if he had just bought the company from his father. I have a classic story coming up about his work ethic involving Pat Patterson. Welcome to the fourth episode of Everything I've Learned in Life, I've Learned from Wrestling. Thank you, Vince. It has been said that anything can happen here in the World Wrestling Federation, but now more than ever, truer words have never been spoken. This is a conscious effort on our part to open the creative envelope, so to speak, in order to entertain you in a more contemporary manner. Even though we call ourselves sports entertainment because of the athleticism involved, the key word in that phrase is entertainment. The WWF extends far beyond the strict confines of sports presentation into the wide open environment of broad-based entertainment. We borrow from such program niches like soap operas, like the days of our lives, or music videos such as those on MTV, 
daytime talk shows like Jerry Springer and others, cartoons like the King of the Hill on Fox, sitcoms like Seinfeld, and other widely accepted forms of television entertainment. We in the WWF think that you, the audience, are quite frankly tired of having your intelligence insulted. We also think that you're tired of the same old simplistic theory of good guys versus bad guys. Surely the era of the superhero who urged you to say your prayers and take your vitamins is definitely passe. Therefore, we've embarked upon a far more innovative and contemporary creative campaign that is far more invigorating and extemporaneous than ever before. However, due to the live nature of Raw and the War Zone, we encourage some degree of parental discretion as it relates to the younger audience allowed to stay up late. Other WWF programs on USA, such as Saturday Morning Live Wire and Sunday Morning Superstars, where there's a 40% increase in the younger audience, obviously, however, need no such discretion. We are responsible television producers who work hard to bring you this outrageous, wacky, wonderful world known as the WWF. Through some 50 years, the World Wrestling Federation has been an entertainment mainstay here in North America and all over the world. One of the reasons for that longevity is as the times have changed, so have we. I'm happy to say that this new vibrant creative direction has resulted in a huge increase in television viewership, for which we thank USA Network and TSN for allowing us to have the creative freedom, but most especially, we would like to thank you for watching. Raw and the War Zone are definitely the cure for the common show. I mentioned Vince's work ethic earlier. Here's a classic tale involving Pat Patterson. Pat was the very first intercontinental champion, Canadian champ, from Montreal. Patterson would retire and become Vince's right-hand man. It was he and Vince that was in charge of creative for many years. They would write down the storylines in a book, which is where the term booker originated from, because they would actually write down all the stories in an actual book, in pencil, because changes do happen. Vince and Pat were working all day, creating plot lines and seeing how they can take a wrestler from one feud to the next, always leading up to WrestleMania. One night, they were in an airport waiting for a flight. This must have been a long time ago, as this is when Vince was flying commercially. It was a long day, and Pat needed to take a nap, but he couldn't tell Vince that he was going to be sleeping on the job. He decided to say that he was going to go to the washroom and take a fiver in one of the stalls. He excused himself, took to the washroom, and found a stall to take a nap. Patterson was just getting to sleep when he heard someone come in. He heard them coming towards the washroom stalls and open up the door to the stall next to him. The man sits down and he hears, Hey, Pat, did you bring your book? We need to make some changes. Another protege of Vince's was Bruce Pritchard. You might remember him as Brother Love. Bruce still works with the company, and up to this last week, he was head of creative. Bruce came from Paul Bosch's Houston Wrestling Territory, which Vince bought and brought along a bunch of talent with him, including Pritchard. When Vince bought a territory, he'd throw them a goodbye party of sorts, usually in a hotel with an open bar. For the one he threw for Paul Bosch, Bruce wasn't too keen 
on attending. He stayed in his hotel room until Vince called him. Vince asked Bruce why he wasn't downstairs at the party. Bruce gave him a bullet list of reasons why he didn't like the boys he used to work with. Vince told Bruce that he's now a WWF guy, and this is not the way that a company man acts. Vince scolded Bruce and demanded he'd go downstairs. You're going to march downstairs, shake everyone's hand, go to Bahal and shake his hand, thank him for the opportunity, and then mingle. Dance your heart out and drink as many as you can. You're going to be the life of the party. You're going to be the last one to leave. Bruce agreed, seeing his unprofessional manner. Before he hung up the phone, he asked Vince if he's going to see him downstairs. Vince replied, Hell no! I hate those guys! The WWF was at their mecca, Madison Square Gardens, when Vince asked Nikolai Volkov to sing the National Anthem, the American National Anthem. Vince thought it would get him a lot of heat, a communist disrespect in the United States of America. Nikolai didn't know the U.S. Anthem and didn't have much time to prepare, so he winged it. He went to the ring, the music came on, and it was horrible. He thought he'd be fired. People threw things into the ring, booing him out of the gardens. Nikolai was scared to see Vince after, thinking he'd get in trouble. However, when he did see the boss, he ran up to Volkov and exclaimed, I loved it! How about next time you sing your own anthem? Nikolai, confused, said, But I didn't know the words. I ruined the whole song. Vince replied, Yes! You're a heel. You're supposed to sound stupid. And you did sound stupid. Loved it, pal. a privilege to stand here in this ring in Minnesota. I'm here simply to remind you of the four words we just saw and the, what we call the WWE signature. Those four words are then, now, forever, and the most important word is together. Welcome to SmackDown! 
In one of the many tributes I read or watched since Vince's retirement, someone noted that Vince isn't only the greatest mind in professional wrestling, but could be one of the greatest minds in television. I can't think, or anyone can think, what Vince will do in retirement. Like, really. Like, he doesn't seem like a guy that would pick up groceries, have a coffee with an old friend, and then take in a movie. I can see him going to the gym, though. <laughs> I know he'll still be in somewhere in the WWE having his say, because he's still the majority stockholder. And I'm sure he'll be observing from afar. But not having him around as the go-to guy for everything sports entertainment related is going to be weird. Vince is a teacher, innovator, father figure, and badass businessman. He is the one mind that let us enjoy what we love so very much for all these years. Thank you, Vince. Stepping into the ring with me for this week's episode of Everything I've Learned in Life, I've Learned from Wrestling. If you have a wrestling story to share, please drop me a note. Find me on Instagram at ShaneFameCom or email me directly at HostShane at gmail.com. Please hit that subscribe button and feel free to tell your fellow wrestling fan friend about the show. Stay well and I'll see you next week, brother.